And I call your attention this morning to uh, the 19th chapter of the gospel recorded by John, John's gospel, John chapter 19 and verses 26 and 27, John chapter 19 and verses 26 and 27, God keep uh, calling me back to the cross. Um, one writer said many times we only preach the cross on Easter Sunday, but uh, the cross, uh, Charles Spurgeon said, whenever you preach and whatever you preach, you ought to end up at Calvary. Charles Finney said he reads his scripture and heads straight to Calvary. And God have been having me locked in uh, to, to Calvary. Uh, John chapter 19, verses 25, I mean 26 and 27. And I'm reading from the King James Version. When you have it, say, I have it. And let's read out loud. This is the word of God. Somebody say, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. Amen. This is, this is the word of God. Amen. The written, spoken word of God. I will listen to myself this morning on the radio, and I said it then, I say it again. This is not some philosophical subjectivism. This is the inerrant word of God. If you don't have a Bible, I'll get one. Look on with somebody and stop listening to every Tom, Dick, and Harry and listen to Jesus. Amen. Everybody got, a, everybody got an opinion. But this is the final word. The only word. Amen. Gen uh, in the word, okay. John 19, verses 26 and 27. Let's read. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then said he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her unto his own home. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to take this text as one. I want to talk about four ways to love your wife slash mother. See, four ways. To love your wife slash mother. Repeat it with me. Four ways to love your wife slash mother. <laughs> you may be seated. Amen. Amen. Abraham Lincoln said, no man is poor who had a godly mother. Let me say that again. Abraham Lincoln said, no man is poor who had a godly mother. And today, many of us are so rich because of that woman we called mother. Solomon says in Proverbs 31 and 10, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Solomon also said in Proverbs 18 and 22, 
Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor from the Lord. And I purposely this morning put wife before mother because this is God's order. I was trying to explain it to my wife before I left home. My sermon, I put it like, because this is God's order. You see, you need to be a wife before you become a mother. Let me say that again. Uh, you need to be a wife before you become a mother. Because if you are a mother before you become a wife, nine times out of ten, you will never be a wife. Because the father, that child, most time won't marry you. I'm just preaching to me this morning, I guess. And one of the fastest demographics today in America, growing demographics, is single mothers. I want to thank God for Sister Eartha Colson and her committee. We have a class on Sunday morning for single mothers. Dr. Charles Stanley and Dr. Laura Little are out of Atlanta uh, uh, deal with and we are trying to help single. I think being a single mother has to be uh, one of the toughest jobs if not the toughest job in the world and we are also concerned about single fathers but for me growing up in a single mother's home it, it, it's hard to find see a lot of men don't want to fool with their own children just along with somebody else's so I think being a single mother is tougher because you got to f- try to find a man to help you raise another man's children. I guess I am preaching to myself. Okay, then I guess that still sounds pretty good. I mean, I like this. <clears throat> See, and that's good news <clears throat> for every single parent, particular single mother. That's good news because it can be done with prayer and a strong faith in God. Amen. It can be done. Amen. Uh, You're looking at a man who is the product of a single parent home, a single mother. My my daddy died when I was seven months old, left my mother with 12 children, 10 of us at home. And yes, I am a mama's boy. I am. I'm the president of the mama's boys club. Amen. Because my mommy loved her baby boy. My mommy loved me. And she taught me how to be a man. Amen. But good, be encouraged. I, I, again, that's why I thank God for Sister uh, Colson and those working uh, with her to help these single mothers. Uh, uh, so you need to be a wife first. Now, if, you, if you're a mother before you're a wife, shake it off. Don't allow the devil to put you under condemnation because all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Or if you're a single mother because you were married, you thought he was a Boaz, but he ended up being a bozo, then, you know, you still shake it off and and live for the Lord. Well, bless his name. See, at the cross, this scene at the cross, Jesus dying, and and, uh, this is the third word that Jesus spoke from the cross. He had seven sayings. The first saying, he was a word of forgiveness. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And and, and you've got to learn to forgive people. That's why so many people look so mad and mean. It's because of the fact they're not dressed up. The fact that you haven't forgiven somebody, and... 
And a lot of times the folk you mad at are dead or you don't care. You don't care less. You walk around looking awful ugly and they go on by their business. Amen. So you need to learn to forgive them. Amen. Go on by your business. Amen. If they haven't paid you, they ain't not going to pay you. So they haven't paid you by <laughs> It's Mother's Day. It's May. They haven't paid you by now. Guess what? You won't get it um, this year. <laughs> so you need to forgive them. People walked over, talk about you, forgive them. Go on. And the power of forgiving. And then, and then the second word he spoke was the, was the word of salvation to that thief. This day, thou shalt be with me in paradise. The only reason why a man or woman is not saved because they won't ask the Lord. If you ask him, he will save you. I don't care what you're doing. You can have drugs in your pocket. You can have a fearful whiskey right now. If you ask him, well, I can't have it. So he will save you. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. He will. And then the word he speaks this morning is a word of care, a word of affection for his mother. Uh, he, 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 he says to John, uh, to her, woman, behold thy son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold thy mother. Uh, uh, I mean, he's dying, but he's still concerned about his mother. So, so I want to talk about four, four things this morning. Uh, things. Uh, uh, just a quick review. I, I talk about uh, four things a wife knows every husband needs. Uh, and I've talked about that. I just give them to you quickly. If you married this morning, your first time, you're a wife, uh, not a girlfriend, a wife. Uh, these are the four things your husband, your husband needs. Okay? He needs food. Hope you're taking notes. He needs sex. Yes, I did say sex. Some of y'all get on my nerves trying to be so. If you marry, you better. And then he needs respect. See, he don't need you questioning every decision. There are some women I couldn't be married to a second. I'm a good guy, but you're not going to disrespect me every day. I mean, it got real quiet. And then, and then fourthly, he needs some silence. Sometimes he needs you just to shut up. That's what, that's what a man needs. See, that was, you hope you're wide taking note. That may be what's wrong with your husband. You're not doing those things. He needs food. If he can cook, that's better for you. Let him cook. Amen. <laughs> He needs sex, because sometimes you got to take one for the team. You just got to, this is, and he needs respect. That older generation of women would never disrespect their husbands in public. Now, I don't know what Big Mama said to Paul Paul in behind closed doors, but she never tried to hide front him in front of anybody, because black men have a hard enough time anyway, I mean. People don't like us, don't like us. <laughs> but hey, man, I'm going to get disrespected on my job. And I'm going to get disrespected at the store. Because when I walk in, they call security. We got them coming in. They looking all of a sudden. Amen. And you walk up. Amen. And then I'm going to get home and you're going to diss me. I just won't be coming home. I'll just hang out. And then he needs silence. We men are small. You done told me one time. That's enough. 
Proverbs 17 and 1 talks about the quietness. All right. So that's a review for us men. This, I want to talk about what women, because see, women are more complicated than men are. So wives are more. So here, four things. You can change your marriage. You can make your wife the happiest wife and mother in the world. You see, the reason why I'm so loose, because I grew up in a home where my mother was not uptight. My mama was sanctified for the Holy Ghost, but she let us be children so we could dance around how, you know, that kind of laugh, you know, and, you know, and your wife can become a different one. What she need, Reverend? Somebody asked me, what four things? Let me give them to you right quick so we can get and take these pictures and get on out of get to the store before everybody else gets there. First of all, what she needs, four things. Uh, you got to love her verbally. See, you got to love her Verbally, In other words, you need to tell her often just how much she means to you. You need to tell her often how beautiful she is. And still, after all these years being married, you are still a brick. Thank y'all. See, y'all been in the world. See, I, see you need to verbally. I know, I know a lot of us men think a lot of guys don't, but you need to verbally say, uh, 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 Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What you say to your wife either builds her up or tear her down. Amen. <clears throat> Proverbs 15 and 1 <clears throat> says, a soft answer. Turn away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. Ephesians 5.26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. We are to speak the word of God over our wives into their lives. Amen. You trying to be tough and all that stuff. You better start telling her she's beautiful because guess what? If you don't, somebody else will. Well, amen. I got some more. I'll say it like this. Amen. You, you may not say it, but let me tell you. Don't go home and ask your wife, who telling you that? Because always somebody. <laughs> Re- Reverend said, now who is it? Who's telling you? <laughs> I'm just trying to make a point that if you don't tell her, somebody else will tell her. And sometimes it'll be at church. Sister, how you doing? You so? And here you are, the old stuck-up mean say I won't tell her. Excuse me for being person. One of my former deacons in my church in Terrell would not tell his wife she was beautiful. She was, he was sending his son and I go tell your mama. And she told me there was a guy on her job every day when she got to work, he met at the door and said, wow, you're looking so beautiful today. And she said, that, the guy, she didn't know, but, but he didn't ever hit on her. But every day, she started dressing, hoping that guy would tell her how beautiful she looked. You better love her verbally. You better tell her that, honey, you look good to me. Amen. Well, amen. You can be all you want to in the... And, uh, but you better love her. I don't care what your daddy didn't do, but you better start doing it. <laughs> you better tell her, I love you. 
you look so good to me. And then not only tell her that verbally, you need to listen to her. Women have a whole lot more things to say. Uh, in my research for my book, y'all do know I'm an author, right? Okay, good. The, uh, marriage is not for children. Women on average speak about 125,000 words a day. We men speak about 25,000. So knowing we get home, we ready to shut up, get the remote, flop down in a recliner, and channel surf. And she still got about another 75,000 words to go. So you need to listen to her. Amen. Not with the TV on. Don't be listening to it with the TV on. Turn TV off. Turn your cell phone off. Take off your watch. Amen. And, and listen to her. My love, our youngest granddaughter, 11, we have 11 grandchildren. Our youngest granddaughter, eight months old, and she already trying to talk. I'm holding that night. She's my mama, mama, papa, already trying to. Little boys be playing, making noise. Boom, turn, boom. So your wife, that's how the other guy going to hit on her. He going to see her looking sad, and he going to say, what's wrong? She said, I'm having, he said, you, you got trouble at home? She said, yeah. He said, you want to talk about it over dinner? And here's a Negro will take your wife the Whataburger and take and beat you out because he listening to her. <laughs> well, bless his name. Amen. You need to love her verse. Listen to what she has to say. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. Number two. Number two. Then you need to love her physically. And that is, today, we are reinstituting our 10 non-sexual hugs a day. Amen. At least 10. If you can't get up to 10, just give her 8 or 9 hugs. In Genesis chapter 26, verse number 8, and it came to pass when he had been there a long time, talking about Isaac and Rebekah, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out through a window and saw and behold... Isaac was caressing or hugging Rebecca, his wife. See, several reasons why hugs are good for their, to your wife. First of all, they feel good. Secondly, more hugs can lower blood pressure. Boy, that's you hugging your wife. Number three, they may alleviate her fear. Because see, a woman's biggest fear is not ISIS or President Trump. That's not a woman's biggest fear. A woman's biggest fear is being dumped by you. She'll tell you on the way home. That's her biggest fear. She ain't concerned about ISIS. She's not concerned about President Donald Trump. She's concerned about if you gonna dump her. Why? Because so many of her friends, husbands, are dumping them. So when you hug her, it alleviate her fear. Well, this old boy hugging me, he might gonna keep me around, you know. Not only help her heart, also hugging can help her heart. Her heart rate drops when you hug her. Hugs also is a natural stress releaser. She all stressed out. Because so many of our wives, now they work outside the home. She all stressed out, fooling with somebody on the job, and they know your crazy kids, you know. But that's a hug. Well, 
help relieve the stress. She just love it when you hug her. And then also hugs can improve your spouse's mood. Because I'm just saying this to us here. Everybody don't need to know this. But uh, women can be moody. Okay, I mean, okay. I'm just watching. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, okay. Some of y'all my age, baby boomers, remember Jerry Butler. You sing that song. Moody woman. Hey Amen. I, 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 I would get in trouble. All right. And but 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 hugging help to uh, control and improve her mood. Cause she get in one of them moods and she'll okay tell you where to go, Sister McClellan. Look, now you tell my children. I'll tell y'all better, Mama. One, y'all better don't get me in trouble. Y'all better be quiet. But but hugging her, <laughs> I don't care how sweet she is. Sometimes she get a little moody. That's why the National Organization of Women sued the National Meteorologists because they used to name all hurricanes after women because they didn't know which way. Okay, all right, let me. Amen. Amen. But they can be a little moody. Now, now they say we men, we get a certain age, we can get moody. Amen. They say when we get a certain age and we're no longer producing testosterone, we are producing more estrogen, then sometimes we men can get in mood swings. So that if I live long enough, there could come a time when I could be slamming the bathroom door crying, running. But, but again, but it helps her move. When you hug her, it helps her mood. She's upset, tired. Then, then number seven, why you need a hug her. Hug can reduce the feeling of loneliness, isolation, and anger. When you hug your wife, you're letting her know you're not alone. And then you're letting her know, I'm going to be with you. And if, it is, if she is ang- angry at you, it's hard to be angry at when you are hugging her, telling her, I love you so much. You're the most beautiful woman in the world, 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 world. Amen. I, I just felt it right there. Amen. That was hug. So, so you love her physically. Amen. See, not sexually, for, but physically. Give her hugs. Okay. Number three, I got your attention now because some of y'all, y'all got somebody going to try to listen. Amen. You better hug. Number three, love her financially. In other words, give her some money. See, women spell security, M-O-N-E-Y. And it is the primary responsibility of the man to take care of his wife and provide for her and his children. It's still... I'm still baffled about the number of guys who think his wife ought to work too. Well, if that's your agreement, fine. But she needs money. More divorces are caused. 85% of divorces are caused because of financial fights. That's why I'm trying to present to my wife for the first time in our marriage after 46 years a debt-free marriage. Proverbs 22 and 7 says, The rich, amen, that's what I'm trying to the rich that one trying to get be debt free man amen cut out them cut out those those money fights amen fighting about money 
Proverbs 22 and 7 says, says the rich rule it over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Ecclesiastes 10, 19 says, the last thing he said, but money answer it all things. Men, we need the honey. Our wives needs the money. So give her some money. And she'll quote to you 2 Corinthians 9, 7, 8. And it says, uh, God loves a cheerful giver. I don't care how much money you give your wife, she still wants some more. Come on, bring it on to me. Come on, bring it. Amen. Amen. Give her some, some money. Love her financially. So she ain't got to be worried about how she's going to make it. Get some life insurance. That's financially. Get a will. So if you expire, she ain't got to try to find some other man to help her raise your children that look just like you. Help her financially. Am I preaching pretty good here, women? Some of y'all ain't saying that. Ain't found a woman yet that say, amen, amen. Give her some money. I don't care what kind of mood you're in. You hug her and give her a couple of hundred dollar bills at the same time. Amen. Please. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. Some woman say, Amen. Love her. So, so love her, love her verbally, love her physically, love her financially. And then and fourthly and lastly, love her honorably. Amen. For man fails to honor. See, and that's why you single women, before you get married, find out if that man honors his mother. Because awful you say all the time, if a man uh, don't if a man love his mother, he'll love his wife. And some of you young single women, you date me guy and they mad at their mama, guess what? If a rascal is rough on his mama who gave him a free ride for nine months then took care of himself, if he's rough with her, you better, if you marry him, you better keep a helmet close to your bed. Because <laughs> hell is coming. You, 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 you're a man. A man honor his father, his mother. He will honor his wife. Well, bless the Lord. And you watch how he treat his mama. Watch how he treat his sisters. See, he fussing at his mama. You better run away from him. You better run like crazy, man. Because a man's supposed to honor. First Peter 3, 7 says, In like manner, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. I need to honor you. Yes, baby. Anything else you need? Honey, you need something? What? Uh, see, a man who, a saved man, becomes a servant at home. So when he gets home, he's there to serve his wife. Baby, you need anything else? For what? What? What was that? What? Huh? What was that? So you need something else? What? You need some more money? Just a minute. I'll be right back. Got to run to ATM. I'll be right. Don't you go nowhere. Amen. 
And the reason why we're having trouble in our communities, man, is because our families are breaking down. We want to sing all these politics and songs like we are. We having hell at home. And most people, when they're having problems at home, either one of them or both of them drop out of church. Tell you, brother, how how you can love your wife. Stop cursing her out and expect her to love you. I don't care what your daddy did. You ain't have to have no daddy. We talking about a heavenly father. There ain't no way to treat your wife. Gonna curse her and all this and, you know, don't give her no money. Don't honor her. You honor her. You honor your wife by giving her your name. That was marriage so important. You mean tell me you want me to live with you, shack up with you, and have your children, but you don't want to honor me and give me your last name. That's what marriage is all about. One, marriage is about glory to God and honoring that woman. When a man gets married, he honors her by giving her his name. And you mean tell me you want to shack up with me, treat me any kind of way, enjoy my body, me have children, and you don't want to honor me and give me your name. Well, bless his name. Any man honor his wife. See, if I don't treat Sister McClendon right, God won't hear me pray. <laughs> well, bless his name. <laughs> if, I, if you don't treat your wife right, God will not, your prayers will be hindered. And in times like these, I need God to hear my prayers. <laughs> Amen. I, I, that's why I treat Sister McClendon right. First of all, I love her. And secondly, mainly I treat her because I'm a Christian and I want God when he look at me, give me favor. You see, men don't treat their wives right. They will never make it because God will be against you. Paul said in Romans 8.31, For what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And if God is not for your brother, I don't care what you do. If you don't treat your wife right, God said, I'm not going to bless you the way I want to. I wouldn't be standing this pulpit today if I hadn't treated my wife right. And God honored me for that. So you love her. Four ways, and I'm through, because y'all, see y'all, four things. Oh, help, help. Cause see, some of y'all, I hear some of you men now trying to debate what I done said. Well, that's you. Amen. I told one young fella talking noise to me, and I had to pray, Reverend Clemens, because I raised my voice at the young whippersnapper. Here I am, been married to the same woman now 46 years. Your wife done left you, and you trying to tell me like I don't know what I'm talking about? Well, I said, told him, sleep well <laughs> by yourself. Amen. <laughs> I'm going home to my wife. You. Amen. I can't tell you what I really said. Hey, well, bless his name. I don't know nothing, man. You're going to tell me and your wife done left you for the third or fourth time. And she got secret account right now wrecking, waiting for the next time. And you trying to tell me I don't know what I'm doing. You love her verbally. Tell her how beautiful she is. None of us still look the same, but tell her, well, I, ooh, girl. I'd marry all over again and smile about it. And then love her physically. Hug her. Stop trying to be so, so, so stoic. Amen. Try to be so tough. Man, you be tough in the streets. You get home, your wife needs some hug. Because if you don't hug, I told you, she'll be coming home later than you. You know, She'll be changing passcodes on her phones. Who that? That's right. Then all of a sudden, you, you'll be telling folks, this ain't no... My house is not 
no weatherman live here because people be calling, hanging up, asking, is the coast clear? Amen. Okay. <laughs> so you love, you love her. You love her physically. You love her, you love her verbally. You love her financially. You love her honor. Women love to be honored by their husbands. Open the door for her. Uh, go clean up her car and all that stuff. No, stop sitting on. Take them old boys in the barber shop. Stop sitting her with them old nappy heads knowing them. You take them. Honor, honor your wife. Pick up your dirty drawer. I mean, pick up your clothes. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Honor her. Honor her. Ain't no woman gonna leave a man who's doing that. I don't care what. I don't care what nobody say. Well, you doing that? Till she gonna tell the other dude, listen, fella. I'm married. And if you say that to me again, I'm gonna tell my husband. It won't be. Okay. But now if you're not saying nothing to her, not hugging her, then she's 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 lonely. All you doing watching football all the time, watching Golden State all the time, ain't Penna? Evangelist Shirley Caesar in her song "No Charge" said a little boy came up to his mother in the kitchen one evening while she was fixing supper and he handed her a piece of paper that he had been writing on. After his mom dried her hands and on the apron she read it and this was what it said. For cutting the grass, five dollars. For cleaning my room, one dollar. For the, going to the store, 50 cents. Babysitting my kid brother, 25 cents. Taking out the garbage, one dollar. For getting a good report card, five dollars. For cleaning up and raking the yard, two dollars. Total old, 14 dollars, 75 cents. Then she said in her song, the mother took the pen, turned the paper over and wrote, for the nine months I carried you while you grew inside me, no charge. For the nights I've set up with you, doctored and prayed for you, no charge. For all the trying times and all the tears you caused through the years, no charge. When you add it all up, the cost of my love for you, no charge. For all the nights that were filled with dread and for the worries I knew that was ahead, no charge. For the toys and food, clothes, every wiping even of your nose, no charge. So when you add it all up, the full cost of my love is no charge. <laughs>